Let's read together. Psalm 39. I said, I will watch my ways and keep my tongue from sin. I will put a muzzle on my mouth while in the presence of the wicked. So I remained utterly silent, not even saying anything good. But my anguish increased. My heart grew hot within me. While I meditated, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. Show me, Lord, my, my life's end and the numbers of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. You have made my days a mere handbreadth. The span of my years is not, as nothing before you. Everyone is but a breath, even those who seem secure. Surely everyone goes around like a mere phantom. In vain they rush about, heaping up wealth without knowing whose it will finally be. And then we turn to Luke 12, from verse 13. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, This is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then you will get what you have prepared for your, Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things from, for themselves, but is not rich towards God. Well, good morning, church. Good to be with you again this morning after some time, I think, it's since I've been in the pulpit here at Wilson. So great to be with you. At Baldivis, we've been going through the, the psalm, or rather the parables in, in Luke, and so... This morning I thought I'd share with you what was a challenging reminder to me and I pray it will be for you as well. During the recent election, since uh, we've seen leaders of political parties meeting with the community, getting out face-to-face, chatting, talking, answering questions and telling people about the type of government that they would like to see um, work in Australia for Australia's good in the next three years. And sometimes, as you might have recalled, that you see leaders facing questions from somebody in the crowd, somebody who wants their pressing problem fixed. And for Luke, he records for us the movement of Jesus going through the towns, from town to town, meeting people, talking to people, discussing God's kingdom and proclaiming God's kingdom to the people who are around him. And of course, Luke wrote the gospel to teach us that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is the man appointed by God to be king over the world. 
that Jesus is Lord and he's Lord of life. And that by faith in Jesus' death and resurrection, you and I can be saved and redeemed, rescued from the punishment that our sins deserved and given us the free gift of eternal life. And so Jesus was traveling from town to town, talking to people, proclaiming the kingdom of God that has arrived. And he went to all people everywhere. He went to the least, he went to the last, and he went to the lost. And through his amazing miracles, Jesus demonstrated that he is God's son. He is the Messiah, the King. And so large crowds were gathering around Jesus. We read in the beginning of this chapter that there were even thousands of people trampling on themselves and over each other, flocking just to hear Jesus speak, just to have Jesus do something for them. And on one of these occasions, Jesus, as he was moving through the crowd, faced a question from somebody in the crowd who wanted their pressing problem fixed. So one guy made a request concerning his inheritance. And since Jewish leaders and rabbis would often give advice on matters of legal importance, this man thought, well, I'm going I'm to press Jesus for this question I want him to do something for me. He made a request about his inheritance, and it really wasn't a request. It was more like a demand. We need to recognize that demand here in this passage. This man asked Jesus to resolve this dispute that he had with his brother. He wanted Jesus to come in and sort out the problem. And it wasn't really a request, it was a demand. He said, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. This man was not really asking Jesus to arbitrate in the situation. He was actually telling Jesus, win the case for me. I want you to go in there, Jesus, and I want you to sort it out. I want you get the money from my brother and deliver it to me. It's my inheritance. Now it's clear from Deuteronomy chapter 21 that the eldest brother was to receive a double portion of the inheritance and that was right and that was the way it was commanded by God. And we don't really know the reason behind why this man felt so unjustly done by. But he wanted Jesus to sort it. So how did Jesus respond to this demand? Well, he refused to have any part of it. He replied to the man, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Jesus rebuked the man and he refused to be drawn into this personal dispute This was not Jesus' problem because it was not Jesus' calling. Jesus came to seek and to save lost people. He came to bring people to God, not property to people. He was heading to Jerusalem. His eyes were fixed on Jerusalem. He knew it. Jerusalem, he would 
die on a cross for the salvation of God's people. His mission was to bring the good news about Jesus Christ and deliver that to those who are lost in order that they might be saved. And he didn't allow anybody to distract him from that calling. And he exposed this foolish man, this selfish man's demand and rebuked him with a solemn warning. Be warned, he said in Luke twelve fifteen. He said to them, not just to the man, but to the crowd and through them to us. He said to them, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. See, Jesus is warning them and us against greed, against covetousness. That we are to guard our heart against all kinds of greed. Because the fact is you can be greedy if you have a lot of stuff and a lot of money. And you can be greedy and not have anything. It's a state of the heart. Jesus said, don't allow yourself to greedily hold on to stuff. Don't greedily pursue money. Rather, remember this principle. That a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his or her possessions. Life in its essence is not found in owning things, but rather in being in relationship with God and His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Knowing God is far greater. Knowing His love is far more satisfying than anything this world can provide. The psalmist put it this way, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The psalmist reminds us that it's God alone who satisfies us. He is the only one in whom we can find true joy and true satisfaction. And yet we live in an age, don't we, particularly in the West, an age of affluence where we can have what we want when we want. And advertisers in the world around us is pressing us in, causing us, calling us, drawing us to be discontent with what we have. You need this to be happy You need this to be satisfied. You need this to be beautiful. But the fact is, pursuing possessions distorts our values and ruins relationships. It separates families. So let me ask you, is your longing for financial security dragging you away from loving Jesus? Is your pursuit of possessions separating you from fellowshipping 
with God's people. Has greed subtly taken hold in your life, in your mind? Where you say, I just need this to be secure. The fact is, your only security is in Christ. And He is your greatest satisfaction. So be warned. Watch out. Check your heart. Check your mind. Guard yourself against greed. And Jesus goes on to say the other thing that we need to do, to do is discern foolish thinking. And so Jesus told a parable or a story to illustrate foolish thinking. In verse 16 we read, The ground of a certain rich man produced a crop. He thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no, play, no place to store my crops. This guy's had a bumper yield, a bumper crop. He holds extensive um, ground, he holds a lot of ground, extensive holdings, and he's just got this enormous windfall, an enormous yield that's come in off the back of the harvest. And he needed to prepare to protect that harvest and that investment and that wealth. He said, well, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones and there I will store all my grain and all my goods. So far, so good. He's being wise. He's being a good steward of the resources he's been given. He's got a sensible plan for the future. But this windfall, this windfall from heaven exposes his heart motivation. He says, I'll say to myself, you have plenty, plenty of good things laid up for you for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. He foolishly thought only about himself. He never looked beyond this world. It was, his cry was all about me, all about my, all about what I want. My crops, my barn, my grain, my goods. Eight times in the original Greek language, he uses the word I. There's no recognition that this windfall came to him as a gift from God. He's living for the here and now. He's got no thought of the future eternally. And he didn't ask, what would God have me do? with these resources? How would he want me to use these gifts? So what's first in your finances when it comes to divvying up your funds? What comes first? Is it your security or is it God's glory? Do you humbly ask God to help you to be a good steward the resources that he's given to you? Do you hold your money and possessions loosely? Loosely enough that you can give it joyfully to others in need. Because Jesus called the man in this parable a fool. Because he lived only for himself. 
take life easy, eat, drink, be merry. You can store up wealth for yourself, but as you well know, that you can't take it with you when you die. Life is short, and inherited wealth can be wasted and lost quickly. So don't let your heart grow in greed. For the Bible says in Ephesians 5, For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a man is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. So don't greedily hoard, but rather be wise. The parable calls us to examine our hearts and to check our heart motivation. Yes, we must plan, we must endeavor to save our money wisely, investing it for the future. There are plenty of parables that Jesus spoke to teach us that principle, that wise investment and good stewardship is something that we're called to do. But we must never, ever let our possessions get a hold of us. We must never be greedy. But we must rather take this warning of Jesus into our hearts and into our minds and think about them deeply as we travel through life, constantly checking our motivation. And Jesus shows us how to be wise in his last statement. He says, this is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich toward God. Don't be foolish, Jesus says, but rather be rich toward God. So how can you do that? How can I do that? Well, let's continue to remember to see everything that we have as a blessing and a gift from from God our Father. We should use all that we have, whatever it is, in such a way that it will honor the Lord, bring glory to Him. That we should generously give whatever we have to serve others. And that we should joyfully use all that we have to show compassion and mercy on the broken and the needy. As the Apostle Paul reminded reminded the Ephesians, he who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his own hands that he may have something to share with those in need. Build a reserve that you can freely give and be ready to give sacrificially when God calls you to. And if you ever, in your life, find yourself tempted to be greedy, then just look to Jesus. Remember how he graciously gave all that he could for you. He, who was wise and loving, gave up his life for foolish sinners like you and me so that we in our poverty might receive all the riches of God's mercy and grace and peace. As Paul wrote to the Corinthians, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor so that you 
through his poverty might become rich. So are you living richly toward God? Are you seeking first his kingdom with your time and your talents and your finances? Test your heart. Invest your life and your finances in God's service and take hold of the true life that Jesus offers to you today. And in the light of his grace, give and give and give and give. Jesus said, Do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we humbly bow before you. We acknowledge, Lord, that from time to time we have been entangled and trapped with a spirit of greed and selfishness. We humbly pray for forgiveness. We humbly pray that you would expose those times when our hearts grow greedy. Help us, Lord, in the light of your amazing grace for us, in your incredible sacrifice, Lord Jesus, for us on the cross. Help us to be ready to freely give all we have, all that you've given to us for your kingdom, for your glory, for the blessing to others, and that your name might be lifted high. Continue to help us to be wise, to make good choices, to use our money wisely, and that, Lord, through it, we might be able, through your grace, to give and give and give and give. In Jesus' name, amen.